You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, a pleasant good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Saints Coaches Show. Mike Haas here in studio. Bobby Bear will join us from the Silver Slipper and Mike Dettelier as well. The towards the end of the show as we talk a little bit about the NFC South and the Monday night game, which involves the second one anyway, two teams that the Saints will play. But head coach Dennis Allen joins us now after week two, and, and it's been probably the most back-to-back crazy two weeks of football that I have seen in some time. Coach, well, first off, welcome to the show as always. I appreciate you guys having me. So give, us, give me a situation or give me a sense of kind of what the message was to the team today, you mentioned this afternoon that you talk to them all the time, and it's about what keeps you from winning in this league. C- can you talk more about that? Yeah, well, look, I mean, I think uh, before you can really figure out how to win in this league, you got to know what keeps you from uh, keeps you from winning, and and uh, you know, turning the ball over, um, penalties. Uh, things of that nature, um, you know, giving up explosive plays and things like that. Those those are things that that keep you from from winning in our league. And so um, there were some instances where we have to be better. We got to be better as coaching staff. We got to be better as players. And you know, it's it's things that we talk about um, all the time uh, because I think that's the most important thing is just figuring out you know what what's going to keep you from winning. When you're talking about uh, having sus- uh, sustained success and obviously possessing the football. Uh, I thought this is one area. We've been outstanding on defense uh, when you look at the percentage. Uh, they've been out uh, overall, they, whether it's Atlanta or Tampa Bay, they, they've not been able to convert on third down, but it has not been the case for our offense. I thought uh, this was ironic uh, that uh, I think it was back-to-back games like we 4 of 13, 31%. I know that has to be unacceptable in your eyes. Uh, when you're trying to have sustained drives. And, and that's something um, in a Sean Payton, Pete Carmichael type offense, that has not been a problem. We've been in the top three, if not number one, on third down offense, but we've gotten off to a slow start as far as sustaining drive and converting on third down. Yeah, look, that's certainly the case. We, we haven't been as good on third down as, as, as we need to be, and, and we will be. Um, it's an area that we, we constantly are working on and, and trying to improve on. Um, I think, you know, part of the uh, part of the, th- the the situation, you know, just really overall in terms of the passing game is, as I think, um, it's still a little bit of a work in progress. You know, Jameis missed significant time in training camp. Um, you know, Mike Thomas is 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 coming back now, but but yet they haven't had a chance to work together a lot. You know, Jarvis Landry is is a new addition to our football team. Um, Chris Olave, a new addition to our football team. And so I just think there's a little bit of work to do still in the passing game. Um, and, and certainly we're going we're gonna to continue to work to improve in that area. 
Now, uh, you know, Coach Allen, what happened in this regard? Now, I think our defense bounced back, and it didn't uh, come back to hurt us. But, man, it's a dogfight. It's like three to three. And then at that time, the turnover margin is, is like at zero, uh, considering, um, uh, you know, Mark Ingram. Uh, you know, you cannot fumble in the red zone or goal line. Uh, really, you can't fumble any time. Uh, but instead of being on the plus side, uh, we end up being zero. But, uh, but minus four, the turnover margin for the game, minus three for the season. I, I know you know we got to be on the plus side. But what happened as uh, in the latter part of the third quarter, beginning in the fourth quarter, that, uh, it, look, it's up for grabs. Who's going to win the game? Uh, what, what happened with the 12 men on, on the fourth down? Uh, why, why was the substitution problem with that and what occurred then? Even though Aldeva was able to stop them, but what happened uh, to give them another chance? Yeah, look, we were fortunate that we that we came back and basically, um, you know, stopped them in three plays after that, and so it was a, a, a significant penalty, um, you know, in terms of uh, altering the game. Um, look, it's one of those situations where you're in in a in a in a backed up situation. It's fourth and one. Um, we wanted to get to put our defense stay out there um, and and um, we just had a little bit of a miscommunication in terms of who was supposed to be out there um, and and that you know it's unfortunate that it happened it's an area that we got to still work to improve and and um, um, you know I hate that it happened it pisses me off but but uh, but we we got to move on from it coach it's that's kind of what Bobby was talking about as he talked about the fourth quarter and, and kind of that strange game that I was talking about in that in the first and third quarters, you had four drives combined, so two in each, and then six drives in the fourth quarter. And there will be so much emphasis this week on, on the interceptions and on the turnovers. I kind of wanted to talk about the first and third quarter because they were long drives. You, those, those four drives they talked about, you held it for almost 14 minutes, got the field goal in the first, and – you know, we know what happens with, with that Ingram fumble in the third, but that was when you kind of own the clock, but it's about, I guess, making the most of your opportunities when you had them and, and you weren't able to. Yeah, look, certainly um, we we, uh, we had a couple of drives there that were really good productive drives in terms of our ability to move the ball. I thought we ran the ball really well in this game against a really good run front. Um, I thought that was encouraging to see. Um, you know, we get the ball down there in the in – the, uh, you know, first drive, take the ball right down the field. Um, you know, we just had a, a, you know, we didn't quite uh, connect on a on a pass play there on third down, where where we had an opportunity to convert a first down, and uh, so we had to settle for the field goal there. And then again, we're driving again in the third quarter, and Mark has a hell of a run. And um, look. It, it was not a situation where he was being careless with the football. They did a good job of punching the ball out, but 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 that can't happen in that area of the field. And so it really became, you know, ultimately, you know, we're going to come out of there with with probably you know worst case scenario three points in a game that was three to three at that time. And so um, that was a game that I felt like points were at a premium, and it's one of the things that we talked about. Uh, when we get into the red zone, the number one goal is to come away with points, and, and uh, we didn't do that. We'll have more with Saints head coach Dennis Allen later on in the show. We will have special teams coordinator, also his assistant head coach, Darren Rizzi. This is the Saints Coaches Show on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Welcome back to the Saints Coaches Show. Mike Hoss 
And Bobby Bear, along with head coach Dennis Allen joining us as well. And coach, just take me through your vantage point of the play in the fourth quarter, 3-3 tie. It's actually well after the play, The what happened on the field with – which began with Leonard Fournette, but it's never the first guy. It's always the retaliation. Take take me through what you saw from where you were uh, with the fight or brawl, whatever you want to term it. Well, look, uh, you know, I, I kind of caught a little bit of the tail end of it. Um, uh, you know, obviously we had made a, made a big third down stop and we were getting our punt return team out onto the field. Um, as you see it later on, you know, obviously um, – Lattimore makes a really good play on the sideline. It was it was really good coverage. Um, they obviously thought there should have been some sort of foul called. Um, you know, their sideline was was kind of chirping a little bit, and 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 I think uh, I think Lattimore responded a little bit in terms of uh, just responding vocally back to them, or or Tom Brady coming down to argue for a call and. Um, Next thing I know, Leonard Fournette's, you know, taking a shot at at Marshawn and 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 Marshawn retaliates, which he knows he he can't do that. Um, uh, but I think what happened after that, you know, um, certainly doesn't belong in our game. That is the Mike Evans, and who will was ejected with Marshawn, but he will be suspended uh, for next week as well. Go ahead, Bobby. Uh, you know, Coach Allen, uh, fans have asked me this that considering um, the injuries they had on the offensive line, that uh, I, I know you challenging the defense. This is totally unacceptable uh, that in two games uh, we have one sack. And then on the offensive side, we've given up 10 sacks in two games. But they've asked me, why didn't Coach Allen maybe um, bring more than four or more pressure on Tom Brady? Now I know uh, establish a great quarterback, if you experience – I'd always hoped they would blitz because I know where to go with the football, who's going to win the one-on-one. But uh, it just seems like considering the line and and how, I mean, they were like their third guy. uh, You have to be a little discouraged when you get more pressure on Tom Brady, considering in past games we did. You know, um, I think that's a misconception, Bobby. Like, I don't think I was discouraged. I mean, look, I'd love to sack Tom Brady you know, five or six times every game. The fact of the matter is, is that he was getting rid of the ball extremely fast. Um, and when you really look at, you know, that was a dominant defensive performance. Um, you know, it was, you know, it, they'd scored three points in the first um, three quarters, you know, three, yeah. and a half, three and a half quarters, right. you know, and so, um I don't think that was the way that, you know, I think you try to send multiple pressures, you know, at, at that quarterback, I think you're asking for trouble. And so I agree. <laughs> I feel like the way that the game was being played out um, was, was exactly the way it needed to be played from a defensive standpoint. And, and really, honestly, that's how we've played this team. Yes. Um, we've played this team rushing four and playing coverage behind it and, it's been highly effective against this team, and and so we kind of stuck a little bit with that game plan. Now, uh, Coach Allen, uh, I don't know if I've ever witnessed this, and uh, good for him and um, good for that individual. Shy Tuttle had nine uh, total tackles. He had a half a sack along with Onyemata. 
He had a quarterback Curry a pass defended. Usually it's your linebackers or a safety or a defensive back that's leading in tackles. Pete Werner had another outstanding game as far as production with total number of tackles like he did against Atlanta. But have you been around a D-tackle that all of a sudden is leading the team in tackles? Because usually they do all the dirty work and don't get credit for actually uh, takedowns or being a, a part of that. Yeah, look, there's no question. I, I thought I thought Shy played outstanding in the game. Um, you know, he's 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 a he's a player that's really continued to develop for us. And and uh, um, you know, I thought he responded from you know maybe not quite as good a game last week against Atlanta, and coming back this week, I thought he played really really well and he was a big factor in the game. Coach, uh, only because we really we didn't talk about his his injuries last week. Talk just about Jameis' situation uh, with the back injuries. Certainly we know he was well enough. You would never put him in a situation where he's out there and, and, and hurt. But now that you've kind of looked at the tape and kind of beyond maybe the interceptions, we, some of that was you know just down a lot of points. But just talk about kind of his health situation and then really kind of what you learned from tape of that. Uh, yeah, look, I mean, uh, he's dealing with a back injury um, and, and really – Dealt with it this past week. He went through a you know a week of practice. Um, you know, I think we all felt like he felt like um, that he was able to go out there and perform. Um, and, and I don't think that was a factor really um, in the game. Um, I just don't feel like that was the, that was the deciding factor in the game. I thought he was perfectly capable of going out there and playing, and and I think if you asked him, I think he'd say that that same thing. And so, um, we got to do a better job of protecting the ball. There's no question about that, um, and 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 that's really where our focus is, kind of moving forward. Now, uh, Coach Allen, looking at uh, Carolina, obviously a division opponent. And uh, a big game. We had a disappointing game last season, and we went to Carolina. Uh, but it is a new season. But the one thing I've noticed uh, about Alvin Kamara and Christian McCaffrey, the last five-plus seasons, uh, they're still amongst the leaders, top three in the whole league, even with all the injuries. I'm looking at Christian McCaffrey, like uh, running back receptions. It's like Alvin Kamara one, Christian McCaffrey two. I'm looking at receiving yards. Kamara one, McCaffrey two. Receiving touchdowns. They're right behind Kamara and McCaffrey, right behind Austin Eckler. Uh, well, how do you prepare for a running back uh, like Christian McCaffrey? Is it very similar, like maybe if you had to go against an Alvin Kamara type player? Yeah, I think you prepare for him with a lot of late nights. You know, I think uh, there's a lot that, um, you know, goes into trying to stop that player. Obviously, I think they've, they've got some talent. You know, on the offensive side of the football, they've got, um, you know, really good receiving core. I think it's one of the stronger units on their football team. I think Christian McCaffrey is one of the better players in our league. Uh, so they present some challenges there offensively. And certainly um, McCaffrey presents a lot of problems because uh, of the matchup issues, particularly in the passing game. And so you have to account for him, whether he's, you know, coming out of the backfield on a free release or, or they're lining him up in a – in an empty formation. So uh, it, it, it certainly makes our job difficult in terms of game planning for this guy on defense. All right, got to step aside. One more block coming up with head coach Dennis Allen. We'll step aside here on the Saints Coaches Show on the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Well, welcome back to the Saints Coaches Show. Mike Austin, Bobby Abair, along with head coach Dennis Allen. 
So at Carolina this week, but it's a unique road trip because it's London after that against Minnesota. By the way, Minnesota and Philly, both future opponents uh, on Monday Night Football tonight. So I remember in 2017, the team talking about this kind of extended trip where you, when you leave for Carolina, you're leaving. You go right from Carolina to London. It's a lot of team uh, togetherness, and it kind of – you know, it just has that impact. It's team togetherness and something I assume that you wanted to kind of continue because you saw what happened in 2017. Yeah, well, look, I, I think the biggest factor is is that um, I think it's a really tough trip. And so I think it's better to be there for the week, get acclimatized to um, the time change um, and everything that goes along with that. And so I just think that um, – is a better way to go about doing it than than trying to make that trip on a Thursday, which a lot of teams do. Well, uh, you know, Coach Allen, uh, when you look at uh, us getting after the opposing quarterback, and uh, that was one thing we've been amongst the best in the NFL. And uh, I don't know, to me, I, I was somewhat disappointed. Uh, we only have one sack in two games. Now, I look at Marcus Mariota, Tom Brady, they're both veterans. And different type quarterbacks, one uh, kind of can run around and one's going to stay in the pocket. But considering all the money we've had in, invested in the edge rushers, uh, I mean, uh, I, I'm kind of disappointed with that, that we maybe wouldn't have taken down the opposing quarterback more. Uh, you understand what, what I'm saying is that because I, I think it's something that we have to do and considering uh, that – you know, you could get quarterback hurries, quarterback pressures, that, that all comes into play. But is that something when you've watched the film, is it like we're close? Are we affecting the passer? Because, well, you know, it's kind of a catch-22 because we've stopped the run. Uh, I mean, that, that was unbelievable. If you'd have told me this stat before the game, that we would have rushed for 5.1 yards of carry and only give up 2.4, I said, well, hell yeah, we're going to win. We're going to win that game. Now, you got to look at turnovers and all that, but just to break that down. Yeah, well, look, in response to the first question about sacking the quarterback, you know, um, yeah, I, I want to sack the quarterback. I would say this. I would say we're the only team in the National Football League that's been, over the last five years, top five yes. in sacking the quarterback and top five in stopping the run. And, and I don't see that changing. Um, you know, I think the quarterback sacks are going to come. That's not really a concern of mine right now. Really what we're trying to do is play good defense and win games. And, um, you know, we're, we're kind of 50-50 in that regard right now. So um, I think it's an area that we can continue to work on. Um, you know, obviously two different types of offenses that we faced in the first two weeks. Um, and And the sack numbers haven't been there. But history would tell me that, uh, I can expect that they're going to end up coming. Coach, when Marshawn went out, it was a 3-3 game. Uh, talk about Alante Taylor uh, beyond the special teams and really kind of coming into the game at a big moment and, and, and playing really the fourth quarter. Yeah, look, obviously you don't want him to come in under those circumstances, Correct. but yet uh, the ability of, of him to come into the game, yeah, I think he played 17 plays in the game, um, had a really nice play, on our sideline, on a little out route to the tight end that, you know, was was very close to being a, a catch fumble, uh, and then a little bit later, he had a um, uh, a pass breakup on a on a little sprint pass to to the defense's left, 
Um, and so he made a couple of really nice plays in the game. And I, I think the thing about him is that, you know, he doesn't flinch. Um, he's going to go out there and compete. He's going to go out there and challenge. And um, I, I think he, I think he did a good job in those plays he played. Now, uh, Coach Allen, how important it is. Uh, this is just right quick. Uh, considering how the schedule unfolded, NFC South is like bam, 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 and you got to go at, at Carolina. Now, I, I know we want to rebound or respond. Now, last season was last season, but we have to have a better showing, obviously, in Carolina, uh, considering, um, you know, when you're looking at uh, the division race and what comes about, uh, that uh, how do you address the players like one snap and clear? Okay, disappointing loss. But we got to come to play uh, against Carolina. They're 0 2. They're like a wounded animal uh, right now. And uh, we got to bring it uh, on the road. Yeah, look, the message to the team is um, you know, when we walk out of here this afternoon, um, our focus is totally on the Carolina Panthers and going down there and, and, and trying to get a win. And so our guys understand uh, the significance. Of, of opening the season with three division opponents, uh, and they understand the, the, uh, the urgency to get this win this weekend. And our guys are going to prepare their tails off to get ready and, and, and go win. And I think, look, the, the reality is at the end of tonight, um, there's going to be 27 of the 32 teams in the National Football League are going to have at least one loss. And and that's just the nature of how it is, you know, early on in the season. And then as the season goes on, teams begin to separate themselves and and, uh, and the picture becomes a lot more clear as to, you know, who are the teams competing and who, who are not. Saints head coach Dennis Allen, best of luck in Carolina. Appreciate your time tonight, as always, Coach. Okay, thanks, guys. Thanks, Coach. Let's pause yep. 10 seconds for stations to identify themselves here on the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints Radio Network. When we come back on the Saints Coaches Show, we will speak with assistant head coach Darren Rizzi, the also special teams coordinator. Stay with us here on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Welcome back to the Saints Coaches Show. Just heard from head coach Dennis Allen, now the assistant head coach and special teams coordinator Darren Rizzi. Coach, welcome to the show. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. So, I, Coach talked about it a little bit this afternoon, but I was kind of wanted to get your thoughts on because typically, you know, almost kickoff runbacks, you just they're rare these days. And the strategy, I guess, for Will Lutz to to kick it short. I know one of them went probably shorter than maybe even Will wanted, but just the strategy involved with kind of not having touchbacks yesterday. Yeah, you know, obviously we only had a couple of deep kicks. And, uh, you know, the first one I think Will placed very, very well. Probably wasn't as, as uh, actually shallow as he wanted it. And maybe the second one uh, was a little too shallow. Listen, we, we have a lot of confidence uh, in our coverage units. Uh, in a game like that where field position was going to be extremely important, uh, we felt like we may have an opportunity there to, to maybe pin them back a little deeper. We felt like every yard was going to matter. And, uh, you know, on that particular kick, I think they had a 14-yard return. You know, we wanted that ball to be a little bit deeper on the kick. I think we'll be the first one to tell you that. And if we get that ball down inside the five, now, you know, now we're dealing with a, a team that's starting inside the 20. And, you know, the game the game dramatically changes with, with that field position. So that was kind of the line of thinking, you know, it's something that we're going to do uh, strategically. It's not something that we're going to do every single time. Uh, but in that particular case, we thought that was the right move. Now, uh, Coach Rizzi, uh, looking at the return game uh, and with uh, Deontay Hardy, uh, I'm looking at, um, you know, he had that one long, what, uh, 33 yards. That's about as good as it gets unless you're taking it to the house. You know, when you're averaging, it seems like uh, with the kickoff rules, how they are, if you're around 26 yards, you're getting it done amongst the best in the league. We average 32 and a half, but, um, you know, I have high expectations for him, and I know you, you do also. Uh, we got to get our punt return turn game going. Uh, I mean, here's a guy who's already all pro, not just pro bowl, but all pro. But we haven't had those, uh, those unbelievable returns that really, if you have that in a game and you take it to the house, hell yeah, we're going to win. Now, you know, turnovers can come into play, but I know you've emphasized that in the meetings, that ball. We have, a big, we have to have a big return that could really help our team win. Yeah, you know, I, I, I completely agree with you 100% on that, Bobby. I think if you look at the first two games, the opportunities have been limited in, in the punt return. We had we had two really yesterday, uh, when you look at it, that, that were potential returns. One of them, uh, they kicked out of bounds and went 26 yards right. And field position-wise. And then the other one where, where they were field position-wise, uh, we didn't we didn't do a good job on on one player. We didn't get the play started. We were literally about one guy away from having a huge play. So, again, you know I agree with you. Uh, we have a weapon there with Deontay. I think the one thing that you've noticed in these first couple of games is that people are going to change up uh, what they're doing a little bit on us and not, not kick the ball down the middle of the field and try to kick it high and short uh, or maybe direct it to the sideline. It's, it's like throwing a – a home run hitter, a fastball down the middle of the play. You know, we're going to get a lot of curveballs. Right. We're going to get a lot of change-ups. And, uh, you know, we've got to do a good job combating that as well. So, listen, I, I have up the utmost confidence in Deontay. I know we'll get that going. Uh, you saw what he did on those two kick returns. Yeah. And uh, I think I think he'll get going on the punt returns here quickly. Now, uh, the, you know, Coach Rizzi, when I look at, uh, like, the, the coverage units, whether it's uh, kickoff or punt coverage, and probably we haven't talked about him enough, and I – uh, I, I, I think one reason uh, that you have trust in him and he's on the team, uh, not uh, I'm going to say six out of the 32 teams maybe have a fullback, but Adam uh, Prentice, he seems like not only a fullback, but a guy that you could trust on special teams. He ended up having a solo tackle yesterday, 
uh, but he seems like he realizes that's a big part of his game going forward to be in the NFL, and that being Adam Prentice, the fullback. Yeah, you know, Adam's done a good job, Bobby. He's one of those guys, kind of like we've had here the last few years with the Mike Burton and the Zach Line, and, and over the four years that I've been here, a guy that you know can play a lot, of, you know, play a lot of roles. I mean, he's played in two games, played two, two different positions for us on the punt team. Uh, he's a real good protector, uh, real good high football IQ. Uh, could play on the, he plays on the back end of kick return. Had a couple of real nice blocks yesterday. So yeah, no doubt. Uh, you know, when you have that fullback that's not really playing every snap on the offense. You know, that guy's got to be able to give you some snaps on special teams, and he did have a nice coverage play yesterday on the punt and, uh, and did have a tackle. Yes, sir. So now, uh, go ahead, go ahead Bob. Bobby. Yeah, yeah, now, Coach Rizzi, what about um, because, you know, the Houdan Nation Saints fans, we don't get to praise them, uh, but they're a big part of what are we doing. Uh, they're on the active roster and the depth of linebackers with Caden Ellis and Zach Bond. Uh, you know, a lot of times the fans don't show them as much love because they look at defensive players, but it seems like uh, they got uh, that trust, uh, that trust factor that you can rely upon them on special teams, that being Zach Bond and Caden Ellis. Yeah, listen, I, I think we're very fortunate to have both of those guys. And, and you look at the depth of our, our linebacking unit. Uh, you, met, you mentioned Caden, you mentioned Zach, but also, you know, Andrew Dowell had a fantastic year last year. He's another, he's another real good core player for us. You know, Chase Hansen. Uh, these last two weeks has played a bunch of special teams plays for us. So you really have four linebackers there uh, in the building that have really done a, a, a really, really solid job. And like you said, a lot of time those core players are unsung heroes. Those are the guys blocking on the returns. Those are the guys coveraging in the middle of the field on kicks. Uh, but we're very fortunate. Those guys, all four of those guys I just mentioned, uh, have really done a nice job. And we're very, very fortunate to have all four of those guys on the on the roster. So, Coach, before I ask, let me st- I'll state you know, off the top, that I fully support player safety, fully support. But they've taken what used to be one of the most exciting plays in the game, the onside kick, and turned it into not so much. And so it's a balanced line. In fact, last year, no team recovered an onside kick. In fact, seven teams didn't even try one, but nobody recovered one. I'm just kind of – all I wanted this is from an educational standpoint. Like there was a time they would tee it up and you'd kind of hit off the top of the ball and it would try to bounce high. So yesterday Will had the tee but didn't use it. In fact, they had to remove it and kind of just talk – take me through what the ball does. Like and on a perfect kick for Will yesterday, what would the ball have done? Sure. Well, a couple things, Mike, just to clarify. You, you mean no team recovered a surprise onside kick last year? Correct. Was, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. yeah. So, yeah, there was, there was some onside, yeah, there was some onside kick, regular onside kick recoveries, end of the game. In fact, there was a huge one yesterday in the Jets game, which helped them win the game. Um, as far as the rules go, you know, uh, I'm actually on the committee with the NFL, and, and we modified the rule. Last year, uh, there you used to be allowed to have ten guys in what they call the setup zone uh, up within 15 yards after the after the restraining line, and now you can only have nine. So when they when they took the one man out last year, the number did spike up just a little bit. It went from like seven percent up to about uh, 12, 12 to fifteen percent. Um, so as far as the rules go, the NFLs and, and and the special teams coaches are very very well aware of the numbers, and I think we tried to make it where at the end of the game play is a little bit more exciting now. As far as yesterday goes, um, listen, there's a number number of different onside kicks that you're seeing uh, these days. You're seeing ones that are on the tee. You're seeing kicks that are resting. The ball's resting against the tee uh, on the ground, resting against the tee. You're seeing kicks that are flat 
on the ground, kicking sideways. And then the one yesterday, you know, Will, just so everybody knows, the fans know, you know, Will, Will brings the tee out because depending on the alignment of the opponent, we have a bunch of different options there. And we felt like our best option there was what, that spin kick that Will hit off the ground. Uh, I think if you ask Will, he maybe hit it a little bit too fast. It got there a little bit too quick. But essentially what that ball does, it's very hard to field. And when we kick it over there, we felt like we had numbers. If you go back and look at the play, we had five, they had three. Uh, so from a number standpoint, we had a we had a good situation. Probably wasn't the, the kick we were looking for. We wanted to maybe go a little bit slower and, and spin a little bit faster. But essentially what we're looking for is to, to outnumber the opponent in the area and maybe get a mishandled ball. And, again, I referenced that Jets-Cleveland uh, Jets game yesterday. They had a very, very similar play. So if you go back and look at that, uh, it's really what we were somewhat trying to accomplish. Well, yeah, I appreciate that because I, that I was not—I was, you know, referring to mostly 2021, and I was unaware of, of the Jets. So uh, th- thanks for clarifying. Bobby? Now, uh, you know, Coach Rizzi, uh, what do you tell, like, a professional kicker, NFL kicker, whether a kicker or a punter like Will Lutz or Blake Gillikin? Uh, do you just give them directions or you give them advice? How does that come about? Like, uh, okay, Will, we're going with this long field goal. You got to make it. Or you just, he knows what to do. Or, or like with, with Gillikin, uh, how do you say this is uh, where I want you to punt it? Uh, just break that down for the fans. The yeah, instructions you, know, you give like the kicker and the punter. I think that's a great question, Bobby. That's a, that's a really good question. I think, you know, people have asked me that before. I think, you know, kickers, and punters are a lot like golfers, you know, and, and imagine a golfer and a kicker having a swing or a golfer having a swing coach, uh, special teams coach is a lot like that, or maybe like a caddy for, for a golfer. You know, you're not going to, you're not going to be in the guy's ear every single time he's swinging the ball. You're going to kind of stand back, observe, um, you know, you're going to kind of see if they're doing something that's maybe a little bit out of their rhythm or out of their, you know, normal approach. Um, I think there's definitely, some coaches out there that might overcoach the kickers and punters in terms of, you know, feedback on every single rep. I'm, I'm definitely not one of those guys. I think, you know, we, we film obviously everything. We video everything. We, we, we watch our approach we watch our steps. We watch all those different things. And so, Obviously, if, if, if myself or Phil Galliano or our other special teams coach, if we see something maybe a little bit out of the ordinary, um, no different than a hitting coach in baseball would do, uh, very, very similar. Um, and, and so, you know, when Will's going out to, to, for a big field goal or Blake's going out for a big punt, and, and unless there's something from a game plan standpoint, though, I just want to reemphasize or reiterate, you know, there's really that's not really the time to give a motivational speech, in my opinion. And so, um, you know, kind of, they're, they're, those guys are both professionals, and they both know exactly what they're what they need to do and, and what they're looking to do. And so, really, from a technique standpoint, I'm only looking to coach those guys if I see something a little bit out of the ordinary on, on a daily basis. Coach Rizzi, we appreciate your time as always. Best of luck in Carolina, and probably won't talk to you again. Best of luck uh, in London as well. Thank you, sir. Thanks, Appreciate Coach. you guys. You have a great night. Thank you, sir. Say goodbye to Bobby as well. Bobby, thank you for your time, my friend. And we'll bring in Mike Dettelier right, next here on the Saints Coaches Show, the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Welcome back to the Saints Coaches Show. Mike Hoss here. Now back out to the Silver Slipper where Mike Dettelier joins us for an interesting Monday night to begin with. And we'll start there. It's Double Dip Monday. So Buffalo and Tennessee are playing now. I think it's 10-7 Buffalo over Tennessee there in the second quarter in the nightcap, if you will, which is not long from us, is Philadelphia and Minnesota, the Saints opponent in a couple of weeks. So interesting night is not so much kind of maybe the first game as well, but more for Saints fans in that second game. 
Yeah, no question about it. Uh, we saw Minnesota. I mean, they absolutely torched uh, the Packers, especially in the first half. <laughs> that Jefferson guy from uh, on the river, man, he can play a little bit. And uh, <laughs> they're still trying to cover him. Man, man, but the Eagles have that big offensive line. They can run the football well. It's certainly a test of quarterbacks that have some question marks. Cousins has not played well on, on these Monday night games. Has not played well at all. And for, for Hertz, uh, you get a little bit of hit and miss. Uh, but, uh, man, that Eagles offensive line is legit. They can run the football, uh, Mike. And I think that, that Cousins and Jefferson can be out in the field. And that Dalvin Cook guy can run the ball pretty well, too. Well, and certainly we, we, we can look at the first week to me was such an aberration for a lot of teams. The Packers come back, put 27 on the Bears at home, no surprise. And really we kind of learn, all right, well, which Minnesota team – did we see last week? You know, is that going to be the team, or is everybody going to kind of get back into their <laughs> and more to their roles? We'll no, see. We'll I, learn I about Minnesota the, tonight. I think the Vikings are a pretty doggone good team good, this year. Yeah. Uh, you know, you get you get Hunter back. I mean, gives you that big time edge rusher that you know he missed all the last season with the back injury, and so you. And I think it's a change of attitude too. Uh, listen, sometimes the message just gets stale, and it got that way with Mike Zimmer. Got a new coach now, and uh, they they got some offensive weapons, though, Mike. <laughs> I got to be honest, the Vikings do, but so do the Eagles. Yeah. And that's the interesting thing, adding A.J. Brown. You know, I got, I got to cover A.J. at Ole Miss and then certainly with the Titans, and uh, he, he's one hell of a player. And that guy from Amit Devontae is pretty good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, he knows how to get open. And But you know what's going to be the storyline tonight? The Eagles passed on Justin Jefferson to pick Rager, who they just dealt off. How many times are you going to hear that tonight? <laughs> Every time Jefferson makes a catch. And I know one thing, they passed on Justin uh, to pick Rager, who uh, was a complete bust in Philly. So, Coach Allen said something interesting tonight, and he talked about that after tonight, 27 of the 32 yep. teams will, will have at least one loss. And NFC Southwise, Atlanta, heck of a comeback, but falls short to the Rams. They're, they dropped to 0-2, and, and Carolina's 0-2, but they've lost by two on a last-second field goal and then lost by three. So, it's 0-2 it, can, can mean diff, different things, and it's such, such an important game for the Saints because they go – right to, to London uh, after this and facing a Carolina team like Bobby talked about that's kind of hurt and hungry. Yeah, and the thing with Carolina is they play three straight home games. You know, so, hey, you got to get off the pot. You know, one of the two. And, again, you got a multi-billionaire owner, one of the richest guys in the world. Uh, he ain't too happy with what happened with Matt Rule. Okay, he paid a ton of money to get him away from Baylor. And, and Matt was a terrific uh, college coach, really was. Uh, no matter where he went, he won and won big. But, man, it has not worked in Carolina. It just really hasn't. And, Mike, what jumps out at me is how teams have felt they can run the football on Carolina. The last two years, in the first two games this year, they've given the teams opposing has rushed the football 72 times for 320 yards against the Panthers' defense. So, okay, you better stop that. Because teams are going to jam it down your throat if you have to. The interesting thing is now with McCaffrey is how they use him. And, you know, this is his first 100-yard game since 2019 uh, this past weekend. But against the Saints, if you look at the last three games, he's rushed the football 55 times for 162 yards. 
Okay, that, that's a little over three yards a pop. But where he's really hurt him in three games, 21 catches. Right. Because uh, he's a nightmare uh, <laughs> I to match up to. with downfield <laughs> right. because of his speed, his elusiveness. And they use that little short pass to him like an extended handoff. Well, Mike, we appreciate your time as always. It's a big one coming up next Sunday, Saints in Carolina. Thank you, sir. I want to thank everybody for hanging with us tonight. This is the Saints Coaches Show. The Saints will be in Carolina, Charlotte next Sunday, and then off to London against the Minnesota Vikings. Thanks for listening, everyone. Have a great Monday night. Who dat? This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.